You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different with author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, listeners. You are listening to House of Cards. Welcome. I'm Ashley Adams, your host for the hour. We have a great show. Our first guest is Bob Woolley. Bob is known most as the Poker Grump. He has a great blog that I've been reading for many years, and we're going to talk to him about how he got into the poker world, made his living as a poker player, and also about some tournament rule changes that the TDA has recently announced. And then, for something completely different, we're going to have Tracy Peel, who is the producer and director of the Casino Entertainment Awards that were presented at the Global Gaming Expo. And she's going to talk to us about the many award recipients, some of whom you have heard of, some of you, whom you have not heard of, and uh, what it all means for the entertainment world. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Can you believe week six is in the books already? So how's your FanDuel fantasy football team doing? FanDuel makes all the games exciting. You're watching the games anyway. Put that knowledge to work. FanDuel is a leader in one-week fantasy football. The money is real. And building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back on Sunday and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1 so anyone can play. Last week, Wayne from Idaho won 10000 bucks off a $2 entry fee. That could be you. Come play with us. We're having fun every week over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code HOC and sign up now. There's a special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it with up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to $200. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code HOC today, so don't forget to use my code HOC. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com, and sign up today using my promo code H-O-C. Hey, Jersey, GoldenNuggetCasino.com has got your number, and that number is 200, because we have over 200 online casino games, the most of any online casino in Jersey. And last year, we paid out over $200 million to our winners. Sign up now, and we'll give you up to $200 cash back as a welcome bonus, risk-free. GoldenNuggetCasino.com, for the little gambler in you. Bet with your head not over and call 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a gambling problem. Players must be 21 or older. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, professional poker player, author, and host of House of Cards. You can all, wherever you're listening to our show, we're now blanketing the United States. You can send in your questions or comments about the show to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash hocradio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash hocradio. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. You're listening to the House of Cards. Brunson, Gus Hansen, Seidel, ain't nothing special. I watch them on TV back in my house, and it's just so freaking obvious to me that they're bluffing. <laughs> I know, man. I can always tell what they've got. Oh, sure. It's obvious when ESPN is showing you their whole cards. There's no whole card cam here. You want to know what I'm holding? You're going to have to read my face. 
Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards, and we are fortunate to have as a guest a guy whose blog I have been reading for years and years, but whom I've never met. And I just know him by his name on the site, on the blog, Poker Grump. But now we know him as Bob Woolley. Bob, are you there? I am here. Well, I don't know what your readership is. I imagine it's fairly large. Do you know how many people read your blog? No. Uh, I, I, can, I can get uh, Google to tell me how many page hits it gets, but that's not necessarily a, a very good count. Uh, but it's, it's declined a lot in the last two years since I left Las Vegas and uh, am playing a lot less poker, and so I write a lot less on the blog than I used to. All right. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about you, your background, how you got to poker, what you did in the poker world, and how you started and what your blog was about. Well, I professionally was trained as a physician and practiced for about 10 years and then had a uh, midlife career, family, marriage, general crisis and uh, uh, decided to start life all over again and moved out to Las Vegas and uh, spent about six years there playing lots and lots of poker, which was fun and probably what I needed at the time, but uh, uh, ultimately not a great career move for me. <laughs> well, I'm just so curious, I, when you were a physician, were you an avid poker player or did you just decide to start this as a career knowing nothing about poker before? Uh, no, I had played some, but I was living in Minnesota and, uh, pretty limited, uh, limited options. But around the time that the world poker tour started broadcasting, it caught my interest like it did so many other people. And, uh, I started watching and thinking this doesn't look so hard. Uh, so I would dabble online and then go to the, the, the Canterbury park had a poker room in Minnesota. I know I it. Go I there played and play. it. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I'd go across the border to Wisconsin and play in the, uh, one of the Indian casinos there and was successful enough that, uh, that I entertained the possibility that I could, that I could make a living at it. And uh, I was going to be moving somewhere anyway because I got divorced and my wife was keeping the house. So I thought, well, might as well move to Las Vegas. Huh. How did you get into being a professional as opposed to doing something else and then playing poker as a hobby? What was that like? Well, that was that was originally the plan. Is uh, I took one of these two-week courses on how to be a poker dealer and figured I could transition. I could be a poker dealer while I worked my way into uh, playing more and more and then eventually move over to have my income being from just playing. But uh, after going to dealer school, I put in applications at all the casinos and just heard crickets chirping. Uh, nobody was nobody was interested in hiring me as a as a dealer. So I was twiddling my thumbs just playing poker while I was waiting for uh, the poker dealer jobs to come in. They never did, but I was making enough to live on playing poker. So I kind of discovered accidentally that I didn't need the transition that I thought I did. Well. This is actually something that's very interesting. I mean, I want to get more into your blog, but I'm very interested in how you could make a living as a poker player, what stakes you played, what uh, games you played, and when you started to realize and how you realized that you were actually playing profitably enough to do it for a living. Uh, I, I played almost exclusively one, two, no limit hold'em which is available in you know, essentially every poker room in, in Vegas uh, 24-7. Uh, I, I found that the tourists that I was playing against mostly just are not very difficult to, to beat. Uh, so that first few months that I was playing, uh, uh, I realized I'm making enough to keep the, keep the bills paid. So I kind of gradually gave up on the poker dealer idea. Keep going. This is good. Uh, and that's when I 
realized I, because there's no poker around here or almost no poker around here, uh, I needed to uh, go back to my roots and uh, do something in the world of medicine. So my work now is not seeing patients, not clinical work, but it's kind of medical detective work. I, uh, I work on investigating the medical aspects of personal injury lawsuits and claims, right. <clears throat> mostly, mostly working for uh, defense teams. Um, tell us where you played and how you played. Well, if I had had to choose just one of the Vegas poker rooms to spend all my time in, it would have been the Venetian uh, for a combination of being easy to get to, always having uh, good games going, and the hourly rate that I made there, plus being a reasonably comfortable uh, place to be. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more House of Cards. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. Whoa! I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, we're talking to Bob Woolley, by the way, who is the author of Poker Grub. Were there any books that you found particularly helpful or any other learning devices that you used to improve your game other than your own brain? My favorite two poker authors, one is uh, Mike Caro for a good old school uh, style of instruction, and particularly his a book he wrote maybe five years ago called Caro's Most Profitable Hold'em Advice. And then but my favorite poker book of all time is Tommy Angelo, a uh, book called Elements of Poker. Wow, I know that book very well, and it's a high-level book. Uh, it's, it's sort of a love it or hate it. Some people don't, just don't get it, but the way he writes really resonates with me. Uh, his choice of words and careful phrasing and, and puns and plays on words uh, really stick with me, and they 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 come to me, they come back to me from memory and in, uh, in the moments when I need I have a decision to make and need to, to uh, know what to do. Do you find that uh, the games that you can occasionally play out at the Cherokee Reservation, Harris Place out there? are tougher or easier than the regular games you played in at the Venetian when you stopped playing in Las Vegas? I think they're pretty comparable. Uh, I, don't, I don't find much difference. I think there's more variation day-to-day uh, just based on what mix of players you get in than there is from one casino to another. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true in a lot of places. People say, uh, are the games softer on the East Coast? And I think there are softer games on the East Coast and tougher games on the East Coast, depending upon which game you're in at which time of day and which casino. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if, you, if you're at a place that has more than one table going, uh, 
table selection may be the most important decision you make in the whole session. I agree. Uh, listeners, again, we're talking to Bob Woolley, who is a poker writer and player who has actually kind of left that life, uh, intermittent life, mostly behind him. He now works as a consultant on medical aspects of personal injury lawsuits. Do you find any lessons from the poker world to assist you in living your life as you live it now? Do you find any things that you can draw on uh, as you have a different profession? Uh, boy, that's a question I haven't explicitly thought about. There are some sorts of things that come up. For example, especially in being able to evaluate probabilities. Uh, when I was thinking for a while about getting LASIK surgery for, so maybe I could throw away my glasses, I looked at the complication rate, and you know, maybe 1% of people have some sort of complication. I, I don't want any complications with my eyes. Uh, it's easy to look at 1% and say, well, that's so small, I don't need to worry about it. But then you think, well, how often have you seen a one-outer occur at a poker table? <laughs> it's, not, it's not a rare event. I mean, it's, it's uncommon, but it's not so rare that you're really surprised when it happens. And I decided for something where the consequences are that important, that apparently small number is big enough that it deters me. And that's probably a perspective that I wouldn't have had without having played poker and, and had to think about probability so intensely and so frequently. Yeah, I find I do the same thing. In fact, I'm a union negotiator by uh, day job profession, and I find I often put um, predictions about things. When people say, well, what are my chances of winning this grievance? I often put things in terms of, well, I think you're a 60-40 favorite or a 10-to-1 underdog or whatever. Um before we close, you're still writing for Poker News, and I know that recently you wrote about some of the TDA, Tournament Director Association, changes to uh, tournament rules. Can you get into some of those changes that you think maybe are of most interest to a, a fairly serious amateur player that typically listens to this show? Sure. Uh, the TDA came out with their most recent rule book uh, over the end of August, and I went through and found, I think, uh, 17 or 18 rules that the one is going to be a serious tournament player where they're, where they're using the TDA rules that you should probably know about. Uh, many of them are just finally codifying things that had been general practice before so you could get away without knowing them. Uh, in the previous rule book, probably the most controversial one is that they changed last card off the deck to first card off the deck. That is, you have to be in your seat when the first card is dealt to the first player or your hand is dead. Right. Previously, previously it had always been, you just have to be there when the last player gets the last card. Right. right. Uh, and players hated that because it deprived them of, you know, 10 more seconds of being, <laughs> being away from the table for, for their cigarette break or whatever. Uh, and so they changed that back to last card off the deck. As long as you're at your seat, by the time the last card comes off, you'll be fine. The way it had been uh, right. prior to... Uh, they did away with prohibition. They reverted back to the way it was before the rule change. Yeah, it was kind of like prohibition uh, coming, and, coming and going. Right. There's um, a couple of changes in, in uh, calling for the clock. Uh, first... Uh, Interesting change is that you can call for a clock on a player that's at another table, which you had never been able to do before. Huh. Is that to prevent people from trying to slow the game so that other people are knocked out before they are? I assume that's the reason, that when there's two tables, uh, you may have one table that sort of non-verbally conspires to play very slowly, and they're hoping that players at the other table will go fast and knock each other out so that they can make the money or make the final table. Right. So if you're at one of the tables that's going fast and you see that everybody is stalling at the other table, you can call for a clock on, on the stallers at the other table. Yeah, but that would be because, a mistake because when you call for the clock, in many ways it slows the game because they've got to get somebody over. They've got to ask the dealer, was it really a delay? And the dealer says yes, and they said, all right, now, right? And meanwhile, they're not playing. Yeah, that's true. Although when it's down to, if it's down to two or three tables – 
the tournament director is probably standing right there, and there won't be as much of a delay. Plus, there's another change, and that is that uh, the tournament director can now use less than a 60-second countdown. Ah. Uh, when, if, if somebody is being a persistent staller, right. like you say, you can still effectively stall even if somebody calls the clock on you every hand because taking, you got a minute, right. taking, a, taking a full minute is more than most will do on an average hand. So it, uh, calling the clock, even if you call the clock on somebody every hand because you know they're deliberately stalling, they're still stalling. So to prevent that, the tournament director now has the power to use less than 30 seconds right. uh, as a countdown for somebody who is, who is repeatedly abusing the, the, the ability to stall. Well, those, those three rules, I think, are of great interest to our listeners. I appreciate we have to cut this off. Poker Grump, this has been a great pleasure for me, and I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. And uh, just one more word. I loved your story about Mandalay Bay, where they wouldn't let you read the poker rule book. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, we'll have to have you back on. We'll talk about some of your articles about stuff that I have done in the poker world, and we'll have a good time. Listeners, that was Bob Woolley, also known as the Poker Grump, a very good poker writer. Interesting interview. I think we will get him back on. But in the meantime, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone and tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works really well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere. An airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with high-quality gaming suede and suited speed cloths. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro-Caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOCRADIO when you check out at ProCaliberPoker.com or when ordering by phone at 240-25-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. Remember, to get your free gift when ordering your poker table, use offer code HOCRADIO. That's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O. Order by phone at 240-257-6537 or online at ProCaliberPoker.com. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River... Or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country, then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The New England Gaming News, New England's only resource for complete casino and poker news. Need to sell your house fast? 
We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg, but did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize, tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast. Do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of October 19th, 2015. Well, it looks like New Jersey will get another shot at sports betting. Last week, the U.S. Third Circuit Court of Appeals granted a rehearing of the New Jersey sports betting case. The court set aside an appellate decision handed down in August that said the New Jersey sports betting law violated the Federal Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act. State Senator Ray Lesniak, who was the sponsor of the sports betting bill in New Jersey, predicted New Jersey residents will be able to start wagering in February. This week, Pennsylvania will be considering legalized online gambling. A House committee will consider an Internet gambling measure, and it is said that the members are open to the idea. John Payne, chairman of the House Gaming Oversight Committee, said the new legislation could bring $120 million in revenue in the first year. If passed, the new legislation would allow residents of Pennsylvania to play casino games, including poker, blackjack, and slot machines online. And finally, have you ever misplaced something and couldn't figure out where you put it? Well, the Horseshoe Casino in Cincinnati is having that same feeling. You see, the casino is missing $8,000 worth of chips. I say missing because the casino is not sure whether they were stolen or not. The casino said the chips were worthless because the radio frequency identification in their chips was turned off once they were discovered missing. The casino said they filed a police report, but the police said that the report is also missing. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Hey, Jersey, GoldenNuggetCasino.com has got your number, and that number is 200 because they have over 200 online casino games, the most of any online casino in New Jersey. And last year, they paid out over $200 million to their winners. And get this, sign up now, and they'll give you up to $200 cash back as a welcome bonus, risk-free. GoldenNuggetCasino.com for the little gambler in you. Bet with your head, not over it. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a gambling problem. Players must be 21 or older. Terms and conditions apply. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. All right, this is my show, and it's a serious intellectual hour of discussion, and I want to keep it that way. All right, in three, two, one. Magic hour. Listeners, welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host. And, uh, you know, those of you that listen to this show know that we like to have guests from all aspects of the gambling world. Uh, We have with us Tracy Peel, who is the producer and director of the Casino Entertainment Awards, the third annual Casino Entertainment Awards that were presented at the recent Global Gaming Expo. 
Tracy, are you there? Yes, I am. And good evening, Ashley. Nice to be be with you. Well, nice to be with you. I appreciate you joining us. And tell us what the Global Gaming Expo is and how the annual Casino Entertainment Awards relate to the Global Gaming Expo. The Global Gaming Expo is basically the industry trade show uh, for the casino industry. So they like to call it G2E. Uh, G2E is all things gaming. Uh, so there's about 26,000 people in attendance each year. Uh, the G, uh, G2E takes place uh, in Las Vegas at the Sands uh, uh, Convention Center uh, next to the Venetian. And uh, there's exhibitors, you know, from IGT, Aristocrat, uh, anything that has anything to do with the tables, with uh, with you know the brand new slots, their new offerings, uh, compliance, security, technology, anything to do with running a casino is all found uh, through various vendors, uh, you know, exhibiting at the trade show. Okay, so I get and, that. And how does okay. how does the Casino Entertainment Awards relate to a gaming expo? Is it something that you just said, hey, you know, we should give out awards to entertainers? Is it something that used to be done in some other venue? How did it all come together? Let me try to give you a peanut version. <laughs> um, as you well know, you know, the casino industry kind of went through a bit of a recession when the big recession hit in 08, 09, 10. And, you know, a lot of people didn't have disposable income. So um, at least a lot of the casinos in Las Vegas really started gearing their offerings for non-gaming revenue. In other words, you know, you started noticing uh, chefs, uh, dining, retail, uh, entertainment. They focused more on the non-gaming revenue. And um, they've been really talking about that for the last five, five to seven years. Now, in outlying casinos that have cropped up in Pennsylvania, everywhere, all in every state, many, many you know, destinations are becoming resort destinations with lots of other amenities uh, that they can offer people, especially people who bring you know, non-gamers. Uh, so there's spas for the wife while somebody's playing in the poker tournament, and there's entertainment, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we have, uh, it's called, it's the Integrated Resort Experience. And this is a section of G2E that has been, that has been created to literally focus on retail, dining, and entertainment. So we have um, entertainers, uh, acts that, that want to perform in casinos, they they are exhibiting so that the buyers that come from the casinos can see them and talk to them and touch and feel and that kind of thing. So we've been, uh, the entertainment part of G2E has been going on at least 10 years. So how did you come uh, up with the idea of, uh, of awards? Um, I have a partner in crime, so to speak. He, I, I call him the executive producer. His name is Clinton Billups. Clinton Ford Billups, he is basically the pavilion, uh, the entertainment pavilion manager. In other words, he oversees the entertainment part of the trade show. And, you know, I have in the past had some concerns about just the trade show really working for the entertainment part of it. And, um, you know, I just uh, he he was wanting me to kind of take over uh, selling some of the booths, and it just wasn't a passion of mine. My my whole entire background is is entertainment. I was a performer for 25 years, and I've produced shows and booked entertainment. I've have a, a vast background in the entertainment business, and I just uh, you know I don't know. So there was a discussion about awards. They have other awards at G2E. They have architectural awards. They have marketing awards. They have all kinds of industry awards that they give out. Yeah, well, you have some big names. I mean, I'm afraid that I might be guilty of burying the lead here. The lead for most listeners is probably some of the people that won the awards. Why don't you tell us about some of the bigger names that won uh, awards? The the Casino Entertainment Awards, and they're presented by G2E. Uh, They're the premier industry awards, and, and what's unique about it is we honor outstanding artists executives and venues in the casino entertainment industry. So in other words, 
you know, I'm not going to give you a huge list of performers because we are also honoring the casino arenas and showrooms themselves and executives and booking agents. Right. People I never, that. never get honored that, you know, or any recognition recognition. So just to kind of give you, um, I'll give you the, some of the name artists and performers that we've honored in the last three years. Um, we're looking at, I think, three years ago, uh, Casino Entertainer of the Year has been Motley Crue. It's, and this is quite a variety. <laughs> uh, Motley Crue, Jeff Dunham, and this year was Penn and Teller. Uh-huh. Uh, in the musical musical category, we had Rick Springfield, Boys to Men, and this year was Little River Band. <laughs> I didn't know uh, they were even still the- around, the Little River Band. Believe it or not, I know your listeners are saying they're saying the same thing, but there are numerous artists out there that are performing at casinos worldwide. I go to a lot of casinos, uh, hundreds and hundreds, and I notice that in a lot of those casinos, there are names of artists whom I thought died. But thank God for the casino venues because they serve as a kind of a a second, third, and fourth tier for those that are no longer on the main stage. Of course, there are still main stage uh, entertainers. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld still appears, and so do a lot of very big names. But thank God, I mean, Fats Domino was... uh, Absolutely. Chubby Checkers. uh, I I mean, people... Little Richard. Ink Spots. The Ink Spots. spots. Well, of course, the original (laughs) Ink Spots, they they must be uh, replicated Ink Spots, because I think all of the original members are dead. Uh, but yeah, right, I think there might be one. All uh-huh. the, maybe there is. Maybe there's still an ink spot remaining. But thank God. I mean, the artists, people that are singers and dancers, must love the fact that there's been a proliferation of casinos because it gives them a place to go. Uh, we had Robin Robin Leach, uh, Lifestyles of the right, Rich and Famous, right. Mr. Robin Leach. She's still alive? Uh, he, he writes a Oh, absolutely. He's he's uh, doing well in Las Vegas. He writes for the Las Vegas Sun, a review journal. He's he's a columnist, and he has been with us all three years as a presenter, a distinguished presenter. He made the mistake of, of wondering uh, why we had honored certain people, and I said, Robin, this these awards are nationwide. We are not talking about just the big Las Vegas entertainers. We are talking about you know, we honor people who are touring all over the country right. or, you know, it's not just the ones that have a residency in Las Vegas. Um, and then we have, um, you know, amphitheaters and um, Mohegan's Sun, um, kind of up in your area yeah. uh, in Connecticut, has won uh, the amphitheater of the year uh, three years ago. The Coliseum at Caesars Palace won last year. And then... Uh, the AVA Amphitheater uh, Casino del Sol down in Arizona won this year. Yeah, um, that's down in Tucson. Room. I've been there. That's quite an yes. amphitheater. Oh gosh, you were gonna you were gonna ask me that on the spot. And uh, I imagine you know the Casino Booking Agent of the Year. Our listeners are waiting with bated breath to hear who actually won the Casino Booking Agent of the Year award this year. Well, his name was Seth Jones from a United Talent Artist, and a lovely lady named Carrie Siegel um, won the Independent Casino Talent Buyer of the Year. And that's someone, uh, and I'm sure somebody's saying, well, what is the difference? What is that all about? But the Independent Casino Talent Buyer is someone who basically, you know, goes out and and secures a, a casino and basically you know, the agency rights to booking all of their talent. Right. I, I get that. Um, I'm just getting a signal from my producer that you should give your website, and then I have one final question for you. Well, it is um, just simply CasinoEntertainmentAwards.com. CasinoEntertainmentAwards.com. And I want to know if for your final act or your next act, if you are going to start a independent casino talent buyer Hall of Fame. We didn't get to some of the biggest award winners, but last year we honored Wayne Newton, one of the first times that he's received an, uh, you know, a sanctioned authentic casino entertainment award. We honored him with a Lifetime Legend Award. We also honored a gentleman named Richard Sturm, who's the president of Sports and Entertainment MGM. Uh, with the same award, so it was an executive and an entertainer. And then, of course, our biggest award this year, uh, the same uh, award went to H.C. Rowe, who happens to be with AEG Live and 
he uh, manages the Coliseum uh, in Las Vegas. But we also honored Jerry Lewis this year with a Lifetime Legend Award. Did he show so, up to receive his award? Yes, sir, he did. Wow. Both Wayne Newton uh, showed up last year. It was just electrifying. He's he's electric. Believe it or not, he's he's quite an individual. How he does really he look? Commands. He's ninety years old, isn't he? Jerry Lewis will be ninety. He has a birthday coming up, and he you you can go out there and Google. Uh, on YouTube, you can Google Casino Entertainment Awards 2015, Jerry Lewis. He was presented the award by Charo, and it's quite entertaining. <laughs> well, she was I'm such a frequent. You, quite entertaining. She was a frequent guest on the telethon. I remember her as from my childhood coming on. Wow. Well, this Four is... years, I think they've known each other. Yeah. So it was a very, very, really exciting night. We had quite a, I kind of like to say, quite a cast of characters. And we also had Tommy Davidson. Uh, if you re- remember him from In Living Color, he was our, our MC, and we've been very fortunate. The, the very first year, we had Louis Anderson as our MC, who was spectacular. That's an exciting evening at, at the Vinyl Showroom in, in the Hard Rock in, in Las Vegas. Well, Tracy, I really appreciate you coming on. You've opened up my eyes to something I didn't know anything about, and as is usually the case, there is always so much more going on in the world as you look closely at it than people know about, and you've expanded our vision, and for that I'm very grateful. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I'm going to send you an invitation next year. Please and, do. Uh, I need some I need some hot tips on, on, on how to play poker. Well, I've got two books out, and we can talk about that the next time. We'll do a trade. Sounds good. Fair enough. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Tracy. That was Tracy Peel, who's the producer and director of the Casino Entertainment Awards. And uh, listeners, we're going to take a quick break, then we'll be right back. Can you believe week six is in the books already? So how's your FanDuel fantasy football team doing? FanDuel makes all the games exciting. You're watching the games anyway. Put that knowledge to work. FanDuel is a leader in one-week fantasy football. The money is real. And building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back on Sunday and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1 so anyone can play. Last week, Wayne from Idaho won 10000 bucks off a $2 entry fee. That could be you. Come play with us. We're having fun every week over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code HOC and sign up now. There's a special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it with up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to $200. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code HOC today, so don't forget to use my code HOC. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com, and sign up today using my promo code HOC. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro-Caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER, that's 24025-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. 
Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. You're listening to the House of Cards. Okay, play a fun word game with me. This will do it. What do you think of when you think of a hunting lot? Hunt. Yes. What do you think of when you think of a rest home? Your rest. So, you see, we're going to associate the desert in with something beautiful. You don't think of anything here now, do you? Gambling. That's uh, why people come here. That's they right. They gamble. They uh, want to go to hunting lots. They go to Wisconsin. They want to rest. They go to New Orleans. They want to gamble. They come to Vegas. That's what it's called. Gambling. Las Vegas gambling. You see signs around this town with guys with guns shooting ducks. It's a gambling play. They don't shoot ducks, raccoons, beavers. They come to gamble. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. This is House of Cards, and I'm Ashley Adams. This is my favorite segment when I get to chat with my producer, Dave Weishattel, about uh, questions from listeners. What do we have? Well, I just want to remind everyone, if you have a question for us for our mailbag, you can email us at info at houseofcardsradio.com. You can tweet at us at HOC Radio, and you can leave a message for us on our hotline. What's Six that o- hotline number, That Dave? number is 609-474-HOCR. Once again, that's 609-474-4627. You would think I'd have it memorized by now, but I don't. But nobody would know that if you hadn't told them. I know. It's uh, Well, we have it on our... Uh do we have it on our website? There you go. Go to our website. There you go. So what do we have this week? Well, we have a question from Scott who listens to us on the internet in Saudi Arabia. What is your opinion of double or nothing poker tournaments? These are the kind of tourneys where the top half finished first and gets an equal prize and the bottom half finishes out of the money. I enjoy playing them on 888, but I am not able to get much of an advantage even at low stakes. The kind I play are eight-player Super Turbo with 500 and starting chips and rapidly rising antes. Are these tournaments beatable? If so, can you recommend a book? Um, the answer is yes and no. Okay. Um, any tournament is beatable unless the rake structure is such that the prize pool is only a small fraction of uh, the actual money involved. I have no idea how one would adjust one's strategy. I have never thought about it. I've never played it. In fact, until just now, I've never heard of this kind of a tournament, this structure. But I've got to be honest, I've never heard of it either. And since he plays on 888, I wonder if it's primarily online kind of thing. Well, it must. it's only online. I mean, I've never heard of it in a live casino. Um, But interesting idea. I have heard of survivor tournaments where the top 10% all get a significant prize and everybody else doesn't so that you don't play it out. Once you hit the top 10%, basically you chop the prize pool. Uh, and there are variations on that, you know, like 4% or four people chop them. But I've never heard of a 50-50 like that. Interesting. No, I've never heard either. You know, we've been getting lots of questions about tournament play. And where is the best place you would suggest to go play a tournament? I know there's, you know, different places. Depends different... you want to play. Okay. Um, if you're in Las Vegas, you can just check the daily listings or the um, seasonal listings of the big tournaments, look at the one with the lowest juice, and ask people around about what the softest field is. I guess if one wanted to play only tournaments and you want to do it live, the best thing to do is to go to Las Vegas. There are more tournaments within five square miles than anywhere else in the world, Um, many more than in California, which would be the runner-up, because California has super huge rooms, but the rooms don't have many, many tournaments a day. In Las Vegas, because there are so many rooms, although they're a lot smaller than the California rooms, the variety of tournaments is astronomical. Did I tell you I think I won the least amount you could win in a tournament? I played a free roll with 150 people in it. I came in 30th place, and I won 50 cents. <laughs> they, put fi- they put 50 cents in my account. Thank well, you very that much. That beats me. I played in a <laughs> Poker Stars free roll okay. that they gave to people that had been there when they were beta testing the site, so like the founders. And they had a $500 free roll for all of the founders, and they paid something like half the field, some huge amount, and I got $6, which was the <laughs> smallest I had ever heard of. But yours beats me by quite a lot. There you what go. Was, it was free, so it was, a hum- it, it, it it was, was an infinite profit. 
Yeah. Well, I, I don't remember what it was. It, it was one of those days I was, it was Wednesday, it was raining, I had nothing else to do, and I was like, hey, look, a free roll starting in two minutes. Why not? It was, it was 152 people, and I came in 30th, which I was pretty proud of. I thought it did pretty well. Yeah, and I got 50 cents. How long did it take? I was I, close to two hours. Close so 25 cents an hour. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's, what do you bill as a lawyer? I, I bill considerably more than that. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> hey, you know, right. the IRS may be listening. So it's, uh... And on that happy note, we're going to end. That's House of Cards. We'll come back and talk to you next week. Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.